I'm Dylan Curtis, and this is the I'm Wondering Podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the I'm Wondering Podcast. I'm glad to be here with all of you. Uh, listening, of course, we're not all together physically, but we are all together on this podcast. Um, and you know, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for me, uh, as I sort of mentioned, I think last week, and that's the thing, my memory is having a hard time recalling with all that's going on. Um, but it's, uh, been a really, you know, interesting time to transition from, uh, faith community here to Christ Lutheran church. Um, it's been a wonderful experience in a lot of ways. Um, it's now has its unique challenges as a senior pastor and, um, there's a lot going on, uh, and there's a lot of different balls all over the place. And so, um, I'm really thankful to be in the position I'm in that God has placed me in that position. Um, but it certainly, uh, makes things a little crazier for me. So, uh, like I said before, I will do my best to record a podcast every week. Um, I really love doing this. It's a highlight for me. Um, but of course, with the way life is now in this position, there might be some weeks that I miss. Um, so please be gracious with me. Um, but of course, I will do my best to always do a podcast each week um, because I do love it. Um, and I would also love to know what all of you are wondering, uh, as always, and you can Email me at the I'm wondering podcast at gmail.com. Uh, your questions or your thoughts, or even if there's a passage you're really confused by or interested in learning more about, um, I, I will cover about anything you're wondering. Um, I, I'd probably draw the line on hard political topics, um, but I, you know, I might even be willing to tackle those. Um, I'll just tackle them in a biblical way. Um, but today we're going to cover something uh, I'm wondering. Uh, what is joy? Um, the reason this is kind of on my mind is because we started a sermon series here at Christ Lutheran uh, called Unshakable Joy, and we're covering uh, the letter uh, of Philippians that Paul wrote. Um, you know, and many people, I think, when they hear joy, they might equate it with happiness, um, but those are not the same thing, uh, especially when we look at biblical joy. Um, so that's the point of today's episode is essentially what is biblical joy. Um, I think we all have ideas and assumptions about what joy is. I know I did myself for a long time, um, but digging more into the biblical perspective changed my view on joy, uh, and I hope that it might also change yours or, or at least cause you to think a little bit. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to cover joy, and we're going to start out, you know, what is joy according to scripture. And I've got just three things. Um, that is not the extent of joy, um, but these are the three main things that sort of come up when we look at biblical joy. So first, joy is closely tied to grace. Um, if you look at the Greek for joy, which is chari, and grace, which is chara, you will notice that they share the same root in Greek. Um, this means they're closely tied together uh, and work in tandem. Um, joy and grace often go together. Um, a grace-filled heart is a joyful heart, and a joyful heart is filled with grace. 
Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones has a great quote about this. This is what he says. In any definition we may give of New Testament joy is that we do not go to a dictionary. We go to the New Testament itself. This is something quite peculiar, which cannot be explained. It is a quality which belongs to the Christian life in its essence, so that in our definition of joy, our definition of joy, we must be very careful that it conforms to what we see in our Lord. The world has never seen anyone who knew joy as our Lord knew it, and yet he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So our definition of joy must somehow correspond to that. Joy is something very deep and profound, something that affects the whole and entire personality. In other words, it comes to this. There is only one thing that can give true joy, and that is contemplation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He satisfies my mind. He satisfies my emotions. He satisfies my every desire. He and his great salvation include the whole personality and nothing less, and in him I am complete. Joy, in other words, is the response and reaction of the soul to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, All of what Martin says begins with grace, because personally knowing Christ in any capacity starts there. I also appreciate Martin's focus on how joy is far above and beyond a circumstance, even Christ himself being known as a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief did not cancel out his great joy. Or we can look at uh, what the angel said to the shepherds in Luke 2.10. This is what it says. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. And that good news, of course, is the salvation through Christ, the grace we have received. And what does it produce? It produces joy. So grace and joy are closely tied together. Um, It shows that joy is much, much deeper than a feeling uh, or even an emotion, um, that it is tied to our salvation. And that salvation is built on the cornerstone of Christ, um, who does not change. And so that's how we are able to have joy, um, biblical joy. And so it's important that we understand these two are really intimately tied together. Um, So the next thing is joy is a fruit of the Spirit. If you remember back when Jacob and I covered the fruit of the Spirit, um, and I won't uh, go back into our debate over if it's the fruits or the fruit of the Spirit, uh, but joy is listed as one of the several characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, We can see that in Galatians 5.22. Many of you probably know this either by heart or are very familiar with this passage. Um, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And I'm not going to finish it out. Um, I'm just covering the part that says that. Um, You could get into gentleness and self-control if you want. Um, Anyways, uh, what I would emphasize with this uh, is the core of joy and where it comes from. It primarily comes from the Holy Spirit. And again, we receive the Holy Spirit because we've received grace. Um, so this is almost, I don't want to say step two, um, but there's a progression here that we've received grace. Our joy is tied deeply to our grace, which is also something, you know, we receive the Holy Spirit because of that grace and fruit is produced as a result. 
Um, so it is the Holy Spirit within us that helps produce joy. And because of that, joy extends beyond circumstance because the Spirit, being God, never changes. Again, just like Christ and grace and Him being the cornerstone never changes, the Holy Spirit never changes. Um, this is evident, especially in Philippians, which is the crux of the Unshakable Joy series we're doing. Uh, Paul, though he is in chains for, the go- chains for the gospel, is bursting with joy in what he is writing. Uh, clearly not because of his circumstance. He is in chains uh, and he's in prison. Uh, I don't know anyone who would necessarily be happy, if you will, if you want to take the emotional level, level happy with imprisonment. Um, but he is joyful because of Christ. Um, he can burst with this joy and this gratitude, especially as you see the opening of the letter go. And he, he can be that way because of his joy in Christ and because of the Holy Spirit he's received, which is growing that fruit of joy within him. Um, and this is really important for us to understand as believers because our culture is obsessed with happiness in favorable circumstances, which is probably how most of the world who, you know, that aren't believers would define joy as just almost extreme happiness, um, favorable situations, things are going well. And if things go well, we're, we're happy. If things go poorly, we become sad uh, and despondent. Um, but as believers, we have a joy from the Spirit that allows us to not be captives of a single moment or a single season. Um, and that's not to say those things aren't hard or that we don't struggle through them. Um, the point of joy is to say that we have confidence in the Lord. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit, uh, what that looks like. Um, And along those same lines, we see scripture talk a lot about joy and the Holy Spirit together. Um, Two uh, references I'm going to share here, Acts 13.52. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The second one is 1 Thessalonians 1.6. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Uh, In both these verses, we see, again, that the Holy Spirit and joy are tied together. Uh, And it's one of the many, many, many blessings produced by the Spirit in our lives. Um, But the Holy Spirit is deeply involved in the joy that we have, being being part of the fruit of the Spirit. The last thing with joy um, is joy is a confidence in God despite our circumstance. Um, as I've said several times already, joy goes beyond our circumstance, our daily circumstance. It is a confidence in God, and God never changes again. It's the reason Paul could rejoice even at the times he was in prison, which he was in prison multiple times, and he always wrote with great joy. Um, let's look at Philippians, Philippians 1, 12 through 19. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, 
not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached, and because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Paul has joy. He is rejoicing because Christ is preached and he is sure of his deliverance. And when Paul mentions deliverance, I don't believe he's talking about being freed from jail in this instance, his circumstance, um, because he goes on to talk about his willingness to live or die. You know, in verse 21, he talks about to live as Christ, but to die is gain. Uh, and he doesn't know which to choose. Um, but as long as he's alive, he will continue to serve the Lord. Uh, and if he goes home to be with Jesus, that is the best possible scenario at the end of the day. So his joy, why he's rejoicing, is grounded in his ultimate deliverance um, and not his circumstance. Um, that is true joy and confidence in the Lord. Um, Paul's confidence, joy, it's all because of Christ. That's it. And that's what he's saying pretty plainly. Um, he And if he's in chains, he will trust the Lord to do what he wishes. And if he's out of chains, he will trust the Lord to do what he wishes. He's not being tossed about emotionally or in a spiritual sense or any other sense um, by his situation. He knows that ultimately uh, he will be delivered eternally and that his earthly circumstance is a um, pales in comparison, uh, no matter how hard that is. Um, and there's a great quote I found from a guy named Sam Storms. Don't know much about Sam Storms, but it's a good quote um, that kind of encapsulates, I think, Paul's mentality here. Uh, he says, joy is not necessarily the absence of suffering. It is the presence of God. And again, if we go back to verse 19, you know, it's the provision of the Spirit of Christ. Paul knows that Christ is with him. The Holy Spirit is with him. God, God is there in that moment, no matter how pretty or ugly it is, God is there. And so he has joy because the Lord is ultimately all that he needs. Um, and that really sums up why he's rejoicing, even in his suffering. Um, and that's a key lesson for us on what biblical joy looks like. So there's those three things for joy. And of course, you could make this much longer. People have written whole books about biblical joy. Uh, but again, the three things that I covered today, you know, joy is closely tied to grace. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's a huge part of the joy in our lives. And then last, joy is a confidence in God despite our circumstance. Um, and, you know, for me to understand joy in a biblical sense is freeing. Uh, those who know me know that I'm a fairly even keel person. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I'm a pretty even keel person. I'm not very expressive in a lot of ways uh, or demonstrative. Um, you know, for a long time, I was trapped in thinking that if I wasn't that way, um, or if I wasn't showing this overly happy front, uh, people would think I didn't, I didn't have any joy in the Lord. Um, but that really isn't what joy is all about. According to scripture, joy is beyond outward expression or feelings. Um, I do think it certainly manifests in both of those ways and shines through in both of those ways but it can't be dependent upon them. Uh, if my joy is dependent on if I'm feeling joyful or if it's dependent upon uh, my being able to show people I'm joyful, 
um, it's not really joy, um, and it and it can't depend on those things. And thankfully, our joy is only dependent on the grace we've received uh, from Jesus Christ. And I'm I I thank God uh, every day that it's solely about what He did for us. Uh, because if that wasn't the case, I, I'm i not so sure how joyful I would be. Um, because I certainly, like all of us, have days that are hard, have days that are challenging, have days um, where I'm a little down. You know, that's normal as a human. We live in a fallen world, so it, there are hard things that happen. Um, but that doesn't mean my joy is robbed, um, because my joy is purely in the hands of God, um, purely the result of the Holy Spirit. And so I can be confident in that because of who God is and that God never changes, even though my circumstance changes daily, hourly, like most of us. Um, so I hope that, I, I really hope that that gives you encouragement. Um, cause I know for me that that was certainly encouraging when I realized that my joy, that joy, biblical joy is far beyond, circumstances, situations, feelings, momentary uh, events um, that our joy is far beyond that. So for me, it was freeing, and I hope for some of you, it is also uh, a freeing thing to, to think about this, to contemplate it, to, to know what Scripture teaches us. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's a shorter episode. Again, things have been busy, so I don't um, necessarily have the, the time to make really long episodes, which is probably good for all of you. Uh, who who don't have to listen to me prattle on for 45 minutes. So <laughs> I hope that um, this has been a enjoyable episode. And I'll end, of course, with an I'm wondering question. I'm wondering, why do you listen to the podcast? Um, I would be curious to know what people get out of these episodes. If it's, you know, good food for thought, if there's spiritual encouragement in it, um, if it sparks any conversations in a household, if a household listens together, um, if you, you know, just are supporting me in ministry and being a good, uh, friend, uh, whatever it may be, I'd like to hear, um, what's meaningful to you about the podcast? Um, because I want it to be something that is meaningful, um, that speaks to all of your lives, um, where you're at spiritually and, and yeah, so that, that's my hope. Um, so I'd love to hear why you listen and, and what's important to you uh, when it comes to the podcast. Uh, and again, like I said at the, the beginning of the episode, if if there is anything you want me to cover, if there's any topic or if there's a scripture, um, you know, I'm looking at the Philippian series and I'm thinking, all right, uh, Sunday after this one, we're getting into Philippians 2, which uh, some of you know, uh, you know. Jesus and in, in his very nature being God did not count equality with God something to be um, sought after essentially that's that's a tricky one that a lot of people have struggled with and, and wrestled with um, that's something that comes to mind for a scripture that people might want to hear explained further uh, just for an example <laughs> um, but yeah I, I would love to cover anything that you're wondering um, scripture topic whatever it may be um, just don't ever hesitate to reach out and let me know and and you grab me at church or text me or whatever, you, you know, get a hold of me. I would love to, to, to know what you're thinking about um, and, and try and cover it. Sometimes people have really brought up some big, heavy ones that I haven't had a chance to tackle, but it's on my list. Um, but yeah, that is it for now. Um, I hope all of you have a wonderful 
I don't know what I don't know what day you're listening to this. Usually it comes out Friday, so if you're listening to it then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you're listening to it some other time, I hope you have a wonderful whatever day it is or whatever week it is. Um, but for now, that is all. I'm Dylan, and this is the I'm Wondering Podcast.